This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hello and welcome to a very upbeat Elm Park Rolls podcast. My name is Paul Mann and I'm basking in the glory of a 3-0 win over Cardiff City. Our first win of the season, and not only was it 3-0, we played just magnificently. I've been joined by Ollie Scott. Hi, Ollie. Hello, how are you? I'm good. Real good, real good. Fantastic. Something happened. <laughs> uh, I've also been joined by Dave Stevens. Hi, Dave, how are you? I'm good. Uh, good to be here. Yeah, well, so what time is it there that you had to get up to watch it then in America? So I'm on mountain time this week, so only 5 a.m. instead of 4 a.m. So uh, a little, little lie-in for me. <laughs> <laughs> was it worth it, Dave? Uh, I'll tell you what, apart from a few times when I thought I was still asleep and dreaming, yes, it was definitely worth it. Yeah. <laughs> it was a bit like that. Yeah. It was a bit like that. As we started before we started the podcast, I was saying there was moments during that game when I was thinking, is this actually us? It was so weird. <laughs> we were so good. And our movement, our midfield three, our front two, defensive, our kind of back three. I mean, I just I can't find anything to criticise in no. that performance at all, Wally. What did you think of it? I mean, it's almost um, you almost don't know where to start when praising the players. Um, you really don't. I mean, starting from the back, Raphael made a fantastic save when the ball was deflected merely yards from his goal. The back three looked fantastic, so solid. Wingbacks pushed forward, Swift and Ajaria. Pele even played quite well, but those two, Swift and Ajaria, were just fantastic. And then the front two, brilliant as well. I honestly don't have enough kind of superlatives to, to describe the, the performance. No, it was. It was one of definitely one of those. What did you think of it, Dave? Yeah, it was like, I mean, we were watching a different team, technically, but also <laughs> more so than just the new ones coming in. Like, the new formation, the the... Uh, Miazga and Moore back on their favoured sides. Morrison was brilliant coming in. Like he didn't do anything that I could say. Oh, remember when he did that? But that's what you want, right? You want a central defender that just does the business. Like Raphael looked so assured and calm and knew what he was doing. Did everything right when we needed him. But he didn't even have too much to do because of that back three. And yeah, the the wing backs essentially being. I was talking to. Alex, friend of the pod, um, before this, and he had said like it's almost like a third and a fourth striker having having those two pushed up so high. So yeah, um, uh, so much to talk about, so much excitement. Yeah, <laughs> there is. There's, it's just full of positivity, which is uh, great. But we must get on to the main man, and that is George Puskas. The, when he scored that goal, I thought, oh, just pass it, just pass it, just pass it. Yeah, that's quite good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I didn't know you could do that. That was just a little bit reminiscent of Kevin Dole. He used to do it on the opposite side, but that was absolutely brilliant. One of the best goals I've seen at Reading for years. Um, Ollie. 
Yeah, they always say the the best players can create something out of nothing. And as he kind of drifted into the wilderness on the right-hand side, he thought, nothing's going to come of this. Then all of a sudden, you know, a quick drop of the shoulder and he's beaten the defender. And then to finish on his weaker foot, starting from inside the own half, it's just, it's, it's yeah, it's brilliant. And I can't believe we, we've got the luxury of having him on a five-year deal as well. Yeah, it's absolutely perfect, isn't it? And thank you, Mr. Jarachan. You've done absolutely splendid work. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it just, I don't know. I mean, you just look at him and when he gets fully fit, how good is he going to be? I mean, he's, and his second goal, well, I just thought was brilliant as well. Dave. That is a poacher's finish, isn't it? Yeah, like the fact that, I mean, Swift, huge credit for spotting the open ball, getting to it, making perfect ball in. But how many times have we put balls like that in and then we've had no one there? You know, he, he knew to, to get ahead of the, the defender, um, which I think was Morrison, actually, uh, if I remember rightly. But yeah, all, all day long he was giving them problems. And yeah, just to, to have that instinctive cut inside, get the wrong side of the defender. Yeah, we haven't, we haven't had anything like that for a long time. And it's just great to see. We just really bossed them. I mean, and fair enough, Warner did say after the match, the first 20 minutes, it was quite even. And they looked comfortable, which I think is fair. I don't think there was much in it, but the goal completely changed it. I looked at um, Ovi Ajaria during that first half as well. And he's got something illegal going on with that ball and his feet. Because <laughs> that is just crazy. There was it's one like, moment. It's like he's got Velcro time. shoes. And he, he just gets, that. He gets stuck in the corner. There's three players around him, and just how calm he is when when he's in those tight situations, and just the use of the you know the drop of the shoulder, the change of space, speedy footwork. It's it's a joy. It's brilliant. Yeah. He has an end product as well. Quite often as well. From that yep. one you just mentioned, there was a really good cross and we could have scored. You know, he's not going to do that every single time, get it right, but he can do it. And we just, I think if you're a Cardiff fan and if you're listening to this, it'd be fair to say that we completely outclassed you. There was no competition. It's one match. And yeah, we're all getting a little bit hyped about it because it's the first win of the season as well. But mm-hmm. why not? We've had some miserable performances and we own most of these players. So that's yeah. a great thing. I know Ajari's technically here on loan. Yeah, only for one more year, right? Yeah, yeah. then he's ours. <laughs> but yeah, with, with Cardiff, like, I mean, they're a good side. They they weren't awful today. Like, we, we had to work to beat them. But um, it, it showed to me that pretty much their only attacking threat was that repeated long throwing. Like, they just kept doing long. Like, they had no joy coming through the middle because we were just too solid. Like, couldn't get out wide. And then as soon as they committed men forward, our pace just, like, scared the life out of them like it, the defenders couldn't handle Zhao or um Fuscas. no they were just too much for them um obviously Cardiff made all their three substitutions at half time but to be going in 2-0 and feeling that there was more goals in the match I mean Cardiff gave it a little bit of a push from like you were just saying there uh, Dave long throws and that was it but at no point did Raphael Raphael was someone I thought played a really solid home debut today. No mistakes, decent saves as well. Nothing really spectacular. You say, oh, we shouldn't save that. But this gave me so much more confidence in Jarrell, Virginia. What did you think, Ollie? Yeah, I, I completely agree. You can kind of tell the 10 years extra experience that he has. And I do think it's a real coup to get someone who has played at the highest level with Napoli, kept Pepe Reina out the side there for a while. And to sign him on a free, again, on a permanent deal as well, 
and he's what 28 29 he's a very good age as well he's not you know he's not an aging keeper who's come here to see out his days he's probably at the peak of his career um and it's just exciting that we've got um someone of his caliber here yeah that's it's just really good going forward if you got that behind those back three of more miazga and morrison that's good those three players they're all leaders and they're all going to have win the try and win their own duels. They're not going to leave it to someone else. And too often we've seen Liam Moore play with a centre-back that he's had to slightly cover as well, which has cost him. But now he feels he can trust either of those players at any point. I don't. I can't see a weak link in any of those three. What do you think, Dave? Not at all. So you've got, obviously, Morrison's a leader. He's uh, skillful himself. So it's not just his leadership qualities. He's doing the business as well. Crunching tackle in the first half that I just love to see. Uh, wasn't afraid to go through him. Uh, Moore and Miazga just look more settled as well uh, back on their uh, preferred sides. Whether or not that mattered as much as we thought it did, we don't know. But uh, even today, the, the big thing about the back three as well is it seemed like Miazga was like up in the final third quite a lot like supporting like being a, a drop option for swift and and putting the ball forward as well so just the three of them have just gelled despite that being the first time they played together it was really strange <laughs> yeah it is quite yeah. weird isn't it? how they went so well i mean maybe kind of could say they played poorly but i think we just completely bossed them as i've said already and i'm quite happy to keep saying that because it's quite <laughs> nice to know that we are the team that's been neil warnock managed uh, teams more than any other and he really loves us does Colin absolutely <laughs> loves us doesn't he oh dear that, hopefully that's his last time that we play him at the Medeski Stadium but John Swift also put in another excellent performance now he's got the protection behind him he set up the first goal he almost set up another one which we'll come on to later which uh, should have resulted in a goal he did get his goal in the 83rd minute how good was John Swift today, Ollie? Um, brilliant. He seems to be back at that first half of 16-17 season, John Swift, that we saw so briefly. And now he's um, he's kind of hit those heights again. He seems to have found his role in the team just slightly more advanced, where he's got the freedom to roam as well. And he often kind of drifted to the left and drifted to the right as he pleased. Um, so maybe the the having the um, having wing-backs and not traditional wingers really played to his strength, I felt because he could kind of manipulate the space around him. And he just really controlled the game. And you can see it just with his little flicks and tricks that he's got his confidence back. And he does strike me as a bit of a confidence player. Um, and so it's it's brilliant to see him with his mojo. And when he does have that, he he controls the game. Yeah, I agree. When, as I've said repeatedly on here, I think a lot of us say, when John Swift plays well, we play well. And that is just the fact <laughs> he's so good. But if you throw in Ajaria next to him as well, that's a pretty potent midfield. If we can get Pele playing at a decent level, which I thought he was okay today, if we can get him playing at that level every single week, giving protection to those two other players, it's going to make us really difficult to play against for a lot of teams in this league. Yeah, I think John Swift especially, like, this This is the system that he was born to play in. Like they, it, It's long been said that it's clear that uh, he's Gomez's um, key player. Like, he always picks him, even when he's playing badly. Like, all the passes go through him. He wants that to happen. But he he was playing, like, three roles at once and never really could flourish. And now, with the players you've mentioned, he's he's got that support. And you've almost, like, once Pele... Um, 
the beds in a little bit and gets used to the championship. I think that's all it is. You can see that there's there's talent there. Um, he's he's going to be like the cover, the screen, the the, def- the traditional defensive midfielder. Then you've got Ajaria who will break up and tackle back and and just take the ball off of people like he did today, um, but will also support the attack and create things. And then Swift can do that free roll that you've described that is just a joy to watch. And his crossfield passing, I, I just, I love it. <laughs> I could just sit and watch a video of him passing the ball like 40 yards across the field all day long. Yeah, It's kind of Beckham-esque, isn't it, when he started yeah. to do that? When he starts pinging the ball around like that and doing those little flicks in the tight areas, as you were saying, Ollie, you know... He's got it working because once he has that confidence to start doing that, he can do things that other players can't even see. No, precisely. And I think he's just that fraction of a second ahead as well. And I do think it also benefits him to have two strikers ahead ahead of him rather than to just have a lone striker. And often if he may on occasions be the second furthest player forward, he's only got one pass available. Whereas when he's got um, when he's got Zhao and Pushkas. He could, he's got two options for him, and it just—I think—that just tends to his strength as well. Yeah, I mean, it's, it, you're you're totally right there. He's just everything's working in that midfield. We could just do a whole podcast about midfield. Really, <laughs> we? It was so wonderful, wasn't Good. it? <laughs> it was. The two players I think maybe aren't getting enough credit. Maybe even though they didn't score one of them, uh, Lucas Jow and I think Omar Richards. I think Omar Richards has got that left hand side tied down now. He seems to have proved so much in the summer. I don't know how this has happened, but he's putting consistent, I'd say, seven out of ten performances in every game that he's played. And that's a real bonus for Havstap to Tyler Blackett being out. He wouldn't get back in the team at the moment. Do you agree, Dave? Yeah, absolutely. Like he's, um, we we had said last you know, last year when he started coming through, like he's not that great as a defensive left back, but he's clearly a good wing back. Um, now that we have that system where we need that, he has really, really come through. And there's a couple of things that have struck me. Like, I don't know what happened over the summer because he's come back, even the first two games when we weren't playing well, he had pretty good games. Um, And then today he was really good. And it looked like he had a little touch of, um, towards the end of the game, there's a little passage of play where him and Ajaria were in the uh, corner nearest Cardiff's goal and they were just kind of like playing the same game you know like the Velcro feet of Ajaria it seems like Richards has got a little bit of that himself and he's maybe picking up off of Ajaria because it kept the ball kept coming back and it would just he'd retain it even though like normally it would like fizzle out and go past us like a clearance he'd mop it up and recycle it back into another attack so yeah Richards sublime yeah he's been he's been doing really well this season yeah, definitely. And Lucas Jow, as I was saying, he's one that's, uh, even though he didn't score today, he played a real pivotal part up front with um, Puskas. He's a complete nuisance to play against. I've been hearing from Sheffield Wednesday fans before how he doesn't put the effort in. I know he's only played uh, two games, really. But he's definitely put a shift in both games. Have you been impressed by him, Ollie? I really have. I think he complements Pushkas very well, kind of having... Um a big target man next to him really suited his game. And he, um, there was so many times where I thought he should have had so many free kicks for us because he drew the foul off of, off of Morrison and Aidan Flint um, constantly through the, through the time he was on the pitch. He, he just seemed to, um, yeah, he, he knows what his strength on. He's not afraid to turn and shoot a goal as well. Um, I think once he, once he gets a few goals in those two up front could be a lethal combination and his hold up play is really admirable. 
Um, he can hold off, you know, those two centre-backs, Morrison and Flint, are two of the best in the championship. They really are on their day. And he um, he made them look silly at times. He really did. No, you're right. There's not many not many strikers that's going to bully both of those players. And essentially, no. he was bullying them, wasn't he? Yeah. We know how Morrison hates that. He <laughs> despised that. But, um, yeah, I've got nothing bad to say about Sean Morrison. Um, Mr. Bakuna, I'm not so keen on. And uh, the fact that we've managed to possibly sign Ovi Ajayi for the same fee that we sold uh, Leandro Bakuna for, I feel that we've come out of that deal slightly better. Um, <laughs> just, there's no comparison on work, ability, just, ah, oh, yeah. Basically, I, I think I, I can't decide which player I like more, Ovi Ajayi or Puskas, both of them. I think yeah. I love them both. <laughs> Happen as a pair for sure. We'll we'll, yeah, we'll celebrate yeah. them together. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why not? Why not? So I don't know. I can't see any negatives to talk about from that game at all. Can you either of you think of anything at all? I don't think there is, which is great. Um, I think yeah, no. I think it's it's hard to pick any out. I think um, perhaps Pele would need to. I think as you say, he needs a bit more yeah. time to adjust to the league. There was times where it maybe looked like um, he. He panicked on the ball slightly, but for the majority of the game, he broke up the play. He part he distributed the ball reasonably well, and that's what you want from your defensive midfielder. So really, not not much of a negative there at all. No, there isn't. It's all, all round uh, at least a seven, I'd say, for every single yeah. player, and definitely plenty more that were getting better marks than that. But the ability showed with the subs the strength to be uh, bring, able to bring on Rinomoto, Boye and Mate as your substitutes, that's quite nice. Those are players, that, especially Boye, I'm quite excited by him, but he can't even get in the team. Before the match, people were saying, why is Rinomoto not playing? Which is a fair comment. He was our player of the season last year. Gomez has got it right. <laughs> the way we played, I'm sure Rinomoto's going to play, Ollie, wouldn't you think? Oh, he definitely will. I mean, it's it's the championship is a fast league. We've got five games in 13 days from now to the end of August. Um, and so it's it's natural that there'll be some squad rotation and that kind of um, holding midfield role is one of the hardest that along with wing backs probably run the most on the pitch, really. Um, and so I, I don't I'm not too worried about seeing that squad rotation. Um, I'd expect to see Mate play up front at some point in the next couple of weeks, just because there's so many fixtures um, and you don't want tired legs in a season that goes on till May. So really, it doesn't bother me too much. I'm sure he'll feature. And it's um, he's a fantastic player, and we will see plenty of him this season. That's for sure. Yeah, no, no, I agreed. Yeah. It's a big uh, we... change from uh, last season as well. Where like he came in, started playing amazing, then got injured, and we missed him immediately. Like now, it's to the point where he is coming in. Like that, if that's not the clearest indication of how yeah. things have changed, it's it's mm. it's useful. Yeah. No, you're right. He set the barometer last season. Now it's gone up even higher, hasn't it? Mm -hmm. It's just a real... It, I feel really excited by watching this. I honestly felt quite a little bit excited when I watched this, even in the second half against Hull last week. And I thought, this has got something about it. If we can just get the right players on the pitch and play them, get Ijaria in there as well. I thought it would go... It would go quite well. I didn't think it was going as well as it did today. <laughs> that would be a very, very bold claim. But... We even had the luxury today of missing a last-minute penalty. And really, I mean, it would have been nice to be 4-0, but it doesn't really matter, does it? Um, Yaku Meite, 
I guess he would have liked to have scored because there's no real pressure for the positions up front. Wasn't the greatest penalty, was it, Dave? No, it, good height for the keeper. All these cliches are going to start pouring out now. Um, not far enough in the corner. Didn't like shape of his body. You knew which way he was going before he hit it. All of this. But um, yeah, I think I was a little surprised he was the taker because uh, I would have thought like Swift was on the pitch and then uh, Pele is like... You've you've seen those videos, I'm sure. He's he's oh, got yes. a good yes, run up and everything. Penalty yeah. videos, yes, yes, you're he's, right. He's like yeah. a penalty specialist. So um, I was a little mm. surprised he was taking it, but I guess it, it just comes down to like you know, a few minutes remaining, three 0 up. Like, oh well, <laughs> it, it wasn't fair. Yeah. Just really yeah. take the piss out of them, <laughs> right? I think exactly. he probably wants just to get his tally going for the season and build a bit of confidence for himself, really, and. Um, yeah, just get his name on the score sheet. And I think it was a shame that he missed it just for his personal sake, for his confidence, because he is now he will now be feeling the pressure. And that's a good thing. You want every player in the squad to feel like they have to work for their place every Saturday. Um, so I think it would have been nice to see him on the score sheet, but I'm sure he will pick up a few over the course of the season. Oh, yeah, no, I'm sure. Well, talking about people who look disappointed, I saw when Puskas came off. And he just missed that absolutely golden chance to make it three 0 I mean, that was that was not that was not a great miss at all. That was pretty bad, wasn't it? You know, we'll forget that one. But he walked off and he was so angry with himself in the dugout. And I love to see that. It's yeah. not the fact I've scored two goals. It's like, no, I should have got another one and killed this game off stone dead for the whole of the team. It's like he says, was he, he said, I live for score. That, yeah. is, <laughs> that is he's so right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's so, true. that's what you want you want your strikers to rue those chances like after the game people can be like look at all this good you did and their confidence long term won't be killed but in the moment you want them to be like oh i wanted another yeah. one you know so no, totally. yeah. and set up by john swift tackle yeah there's yeah. a couple of things there that we never thought we'd say that's together. a yeah that's a, a metal that you see to that you haven't seen from john swift in quite a while someone you know who's willing to throw his body on the line when there's ultimately not too much to play for and it's fantastic um it, it's it's yeah it's an, it's a side to him that we haven't seen too often um and if he can bring it out more then all the better yeah yeah and another good thing about that was from george puskas was it's all about george puskas really why not he's not often we sign a bloke from inter milan for <laughs> eight million or whatever it is and then he scores an absolute blinder for his first ever goal as soon as he got given man of the match for um, off Sky, he then said straight away, he goes, oh, I dedicate this to the rest of the players in the team. And I thought, oh, dear me, George, you're just too good, aren't you? <laughs> it's just, like, it just unbelievable. Instant hero. Yeah. He is. He is. But it's so lovely, isn't it, to have that atmosphere. And then we start getting the crowd back, hopefully. People start going again. And if... If we play at that level, or even slightly below that level, and who knows, we could go even higher, actually... We're going to be really hard for any team to beat at the Medeski. Really hard. Because the fast movement of those players and the way that we can counter, we can keep the ball and we can defend. That's a pretty good combination, I would say, <laughs> to be able to do those three things. And we can hold it up in a tough game. You can put the ball to Lucas Jow or you can put it behind the defence with Puskas as well. It's, it's a beautiful combination that makes me think that basically Champions League football is on its way. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's nice. It is nice. You might as well get a bit excited about it all. Oh, yeah. What do you think now then, uh, Ollie, on the season? What would you say is a realistic target? Now the window's kind of shut. Everyone who we want to stay is going to stay now, aren't they? 
Yes, you know you're right. This is a it's a it's a tricky question because I think my opinion on this has changed so much from um, from July until now. Yeah. But I would be I'd be really delighted with upper middle table to be honest. Um, it would be fantastic if we can push for the playoffs. But in the grand scheme of things, um, we finished twentieth in our last two seasons. Um, Jose Gomez hasn't even been here for a year. So just to see the season as really a building one, getting the personnel in that he wants um, and kind of bringing the best out of them. And then hopefully the season after this really kick on up the table. But I'd be absolutely delighted with um, an upper mid table finish. I really would. Um, and if we I do think on the basis of today, we've got the potential to go even higher. Um, I just don't want to get too excited at the moment. Three games in. I, I understand that. I understand that. <laughs> Dave, what would you say to your expectations now then? uh so yeah i will reserve full judgment for eight games from now that's my that's my new target I, it was going to be 10 games but then i heard steve couple goes for 12 so I'm, i've got to go oh, wow. so yeah. i'm gonna give it eight more games but uh yeah i'm i said before 14th and i was being optimistic now i think 14th is realistic um and i i would be happy with that like 12th to 14th would be fine with me because yeah it'd be cool to push for the playoffs and like do this miraculous turnaround but I don't want to keep doing these like big changes. I, I just want to get some stability and build and then next season and the next season, you know. So, yeah, I, I still think that's realistic. Yeah, yeah I'm going to stick with my 12th as well. Yeah. Just because it's so much easier. You get involved in the kind of like, oh, we're going to go out, we're going to do this. And you just end up being disappointed. And if it does happen, it's great. But in some ways, I agree with you, Ollie. In an ideal, perfect world, we'd have a nice, solid season, finish 10th maybe. Yeah. And then get a couple of players, two, three players in, and then you have the perfect setup, don't you? You've got the foundations there. But if we go up, I will take that. But what I want is just us to improve on the last few seasons when it's been horrible relegation battles. And I can't see that. I think I can be fairly confident that's not going to happen. You both agree on that? Yeah, I definitely would agree with that. I think um, to kind of, you know, we've we finished so low down. I think that the stat today that we've not been higher than 19th in 530 days and now we're 17th really does put things into perspective. Um, but if if we do play like we do today, which across a 46-game season, we won't perform like that every single week. But if we can put the majority of the performances in, we can really shoot ourselves up the table for sure. Yeah, now we've got those players in the team that can actually change a match. We don't need so many chances in every single match to score a goal. We've got the quality there, so we can nick some points from uh, some places. But I don't know. Hopefully that will end up successful the season ongoing. But I'm trying to work out how, I don't know. We're going to go to West Brom on Wednesday. Would you both take a point there right now? Yeah, so I, I would take a point. Um I do think it's going to be a much tougher game than against Cardiff, but then coming off of that high and how the players must be feeling right now, like I don't want to be a downer and be like, yeah, I'll take it before the game. Like I, st I think a point would be a good result, but no, I wouldn't take it right now. I want us to go for it. Jolly. Um, I would probably be happy with a point, um, but I agree. It wouldn't be my target before the, before kickoff, particularly building on this momentum. And then looking even further ahead of that, Huddersfield would, would potentially be without a manager by the time we play them. So if we can really keep the ball rolling, there's there's potential for this to um, to spiral into quite a good run. Um, but the you know going going to West Brom, 
Slavon Bilic is a fantastic manager. It will be a tough place to go. Um, so a point would be fantastic. I'd be happy with that. But yeah, let's set the target. Let's set the bar high for a win after this performance. Yeah, why not? Why not? West Brom are not unbeatable, as we saw last season as well. It's not a team that's kind of formidable. It's not like in Newcastle in the Championship a few seasons ago when they were just way too good. Um, yeah, I'm going to... Do you know what? I'm going to do the crazy thing and actually predict an away win. That's just kind of, why not? Why not? No, I think we can do it as long as we stay at that level. But I, that's the kind of caveat you can always put. Yeah, I'm going to go for a win. I'm going to go for 2-1. I can't see West Brom not scoring. But everything is going in the right direction, thankfully. We seem to have found some quality on the pitch. Good signings. They're coming together straight away. And Jose Gomez is showing yet again he can manage players on a personal level, get the best out of them. And if we have a manager like that, it can take you a lot further than a manager who has lacking it. I would say that was where Clement's personal issues were. Main issue was his ability to communicate his ideas and his man management. We have the total opposite now. (sighs) Going to finish on a positive note. We are... Finally, finally back with our Reading way of playing football. Energy, quick. We don't need wingers. That's the old way. But we look good and I love to see it. Cheers.